Today on The Daily Charge, from Lowcast to Netflix and all the a la carte in between, we're talking the future of streaming. Good morning and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It's Thursday, August 1st. I'm Aya Zaktar. I'm Joni Saltzman. Let's take a look at today's headlines. Google is testing something called Google Play Pass, according to a new report from Android Police. It's kind of like a Netflix for premium apps. It appears it would cost around 5 bucks per month. From the screenshots, Play Pass would give a user, quote, all play, no interruptions, access hundreds of premium apps and games with no ads or in-app purchases. Joan, do you think this kind of pass makes sense? It makes sense. You know, the devil's in the details with Mm -hmm. these sort of things. It's a curated selection of apps and services. So the most important thing to anyone that wants to use it is what do you actually get? We don't know that right now. The other element to it is $5 for what they say is what, hundreds Hundreds, of apps? Um, somebody's going to be losing money. It's great for consumers if you get access to all those things and it includes stuff that you want, but that the total value of that has to be well beyond $5. Someone's going to be losing money. I don't know if it's Google. I don't know if it's their app partners, but someone is. I can't think of any apps I would want to be a part of this. Like, why would you want to be a part of this? And why would I, as a user, want this at this point? The ones that are popular enough for people to be attracted to this are the ones that are going to say, no way, unless you're paying me a lot of money. I think for games, though, it'll be really good to get kids off their parents' back. Like, no in-app purchases, perfect. Uh, the major broadcast networks are suing a company called Lowcast. Now, Lowcast is a nonprofit that allows users to stream over-the-air broadcasts. The broadcasters are claiming this is Aereo 2.0. Now, Aereo sold access to over-the-air broadcasts by offering each user a micro antenna, then streaming the signal over the internet. Now, Lowcast's lawyer told CNET, you particularly, I think, that Lowcast is providing a public service by retransmitting the broadcaster's free over-the-air broadcasts. Joan, how do you think this is going to shake out? Well, we saw what happened with Aereo, and that was it all went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said Aereo was illegal, and it died. But there's a difference here. As Mm -hmm. you said, Aereo had a technological loophole to copyright law. They had these individual mini antennas for each subscriber, Mm -hmm. and then everything was done in one place, and it was just kind of beamed out over the internet to the subscribers. Lowcast is doing what is, there's already an exemption for what Lowcast is in theory doing. The copyright law has always allowed people that are nonprofits, like a university, to have one antenna and then send that signal Mm -hmm. to people in, say, dorm rooms so they don't have to have antennas all over the place. Locust says they're providing the same sort of public service, but just providing it over the internet in the digital age. We'll see if courts actually agree. Yes, nonprofit, so that's one of the big hooks, but I believe AT&T sort of has has a hand in this. I think they've offered money to this this nonprofit so they can somehow get around any issues when it comes to DISH not having broadcast. It's just direct, sorry, direct, direct TV. TV. My bad. Uh, when it comes to direct TV not having these broadcasts over the air networks, that I think makes it a little fishier. Do you think that's going to have an impact? On- well, that's the argument that broadcasters are making. They're making the argument that AT&T, a television distributor, has made a half a million dollar donation to Lowcast, mm-hmm. and it's also recommended to people that can't get CBS on its service right now because they're in a content, they're in a carriage negotiation standoff. Can't have CBS right now. They're like, hey, try Lowcast. You can get it for free. Disclosure, CNET is owned by CBS. Mm-hmm. What it means is the broadcaster is saying, hey, our distributors are using Lowcast as a tool. It's not just a nonprofit. It's being used for commercial purposes now. Let's get to more streaming. And finally, today's main story, let's talk about the streaming landscape. 
We've got our old players, funny to say. We've got Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. We've got newer players like Facebook Watch and the premium version of YouTube. Then we've got our upcoming services from Apple, Disney, and AT&T with HBO Max. First up, Joan, do you think that the market and consumers can like withstand all of these different services? If the idea is that consumers would subscribe to every single one, then no, that's not going to happen. Already we're seeing people having what's called subscription fatigue, where they mm-hmm. only apply and subscribe to two to four subscription video services at a time. What we will see is because it's so easy to pop in and out of these services, as new content becomes available that you really like, then you'll subscribe to one for a couple months or one month and pop out and choose the other. We'll see a lot of that kind of subscription hopping as things go forward. And that seems to happen with Game of Thrones in particular, people will join HBO just for or HBO now just for that and then they'll leave right afterwards. I know we do that in my household. Yeah. When it comes to that kind of stuff. Do you think that these big programs, you have like The Witcher coming to Netflix. Obviously Stranger Things is already there. You've got all the Disney Marvel stuff that's coming on Disney Plus. Uh, do you think that these big programs will grab subscribers long term or do you think that this hopping thing will just keep going? So it depends on the broader catalog. Mm-hmm. Netflix is A great example, and Disney Plus is an example, maybe less so, where not only do they have these big headline things like a Star Wars original, Mm -hmm. Marvel original, um, all the originals that you know from Netflix, but they also have just a ton of other content that maybe you'll get hooked while you're in that month that you only want to watch the one thing. But the other ones, the HBO Maxes, it's really hard to understand what these things that don't have as gigantic a catalog and don't haven't haven't kind of elucidated what their original strategy is, how they're really going to be able to pull people in. What do you think about this potential Disney bundling of ESPN Plus and Disney Plus and Hulu since they're going to have control over that? Do you think that's going to give them an advantage versus something like a Netflix versus Amazon Prime or the others? Well, Disney's clearly indicated that they're going to use pricing as a way to get people in. They're pricing Disney Plus at $7 a month, Mm -hmm. which is half the price of Netflix and lower than anything else that offers a kind of catalog that Disney Plus is promising. So they've already indicated that they're going to bundle. They're setting Disney Plus's pricing very low. And so for sure, I mean, we don't know what those bundles are going to be priced at yet, but there's no harm at all for consumers or for Disney, other than losing money, to say, hey, you can get your Disney Plus, your Hulu, and your ESPN for one low, low, low price. Let's say you subscribe to like five or six of these things. How do you think that consumers are actually going to be able to find the show they want to watch on the device that they have? Yeah, that's a big problem. The fact that everything is disaggregated, it's making things difficult for consumers to find what they want and to know where to go for that thing. Which kind of brings us back to cable. Like people hate cable providers. It's they're one of the most vilified industries, but cable does provide a whole bunch of stuff for a kind of low price considering how much you get. It feels high because they're always ratcheting up that bill, but you do get a ton of content in one place where you don't have to shop around, hop around to find what you need with cable. Maybe Believe this, it or not. This has all been a very long-term plan to get everybody back to cable. Like, I you, don't think that's You happening. wanted a fire hose? Here's a fire hose. Here's it is a fire hose. Yeah, you will but- watch HGTV and like it. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us. Tag us online and let us know what you want to see on this show. For The Daily Charge, I'm Aya Zaktar. I'm Joni Salton. Thanks for listening and watching. 